I've been on a low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feel like my life ain't mine. I've been on the low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feel like my life ain't mine. I don't wanna be alive. They think they know it I've been praying for somebody to save me No one's heroic in my life Don't even matter I know it, I know it I know I'm hurt deep down But can't show it I never had a place to call my own I never had a home Ain't nobody calling my phone Where you been, where you at What's on your mind They say every life precious But nobody care about mine I've been on the low I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine I've been on the low Taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine I want you to be Chest to chest with a lover It's holding on though the road's long And seeing light in the darkest things And when you stare at your reflection Finally knowing who it is I know that you'll thank God Never know who to 
All right, guys, welcome back to the Death by Tyranny podcast. I know that was a little bit different start off than we're used to. Um, I actually had a whole different topic to talk about, and we still may get into it. But I, I was feeling a little bit under the weather, not just, you know, uh, with the the all the plagues going around and the, the sicknesses and, you know, all the kids are sick and out of school. It, it was more than that. I guess I was just feeling, you know, I was at the store and I just, I didn't feel the Christmas spirit. I, I'm not really feeling a whole lot of the love out in the general public. And it got me thinking. And I, do, I don't want to get too personal. Not trying to dox myself too hard. But, uh, my, my, uh, my stepfather, uh, killed himself. A couple of years ago and and that's really hard on a family and I, I don't think that's something that gets talked about enough going into the holiday season I know that a lot of us are aware that like 22 uh, service members kill themselves a day or veterans and there there are some good programs out there but going into the holiday season it is hard for a lot of people and sometimes it may be the ones that you you don't notice. It can be that the happiest ones in your life. And I've talked about this on the podcast several times. With the pandemic going on, the youth, and and for for women, it is a uh, 
time where where depression is at an all-time high for them but that doesn't mean that the the fathers in your lives the husbands in your lives you have to understand that christmas becomes a a, a large burden on their shoulders so just remember to keep them in mind going forward and the the holiday season the christmas season uh we're we're big christmas advocates here not so much of the holiday uh lingo but so i just wanted to get that out of the way uh, i don't know if you guys know this i i had to get a cover because i didn't want to get a copyright strike on any of the platforms but that is a cover of logics 1800 uh I'm, I'm not sure exactly the rest of the the numbers for the phone numbers but anyways it's the suicide hotline prevention number the only thing that i don't like about that song and <clears throat> the message of the song is is i don't feel like there should have to be a 1-800 suicide hotline number everybody should have somebody in their lives that that's willing to walk them back off the ledge so just keep that in mind going in the holiday spirit you know it, it's not all about gifts it's not all about traveling and, and mistletoe it, it's about jesus christ our lord and savior and, and if you can help one person off the ledge during the holiday season i guarantee you they will appreciate that gift more than anything else all right with that said we are going to talk about a couple of things i don't have a whole lot of time i uh like i said i was uh just not really feeling all that great today so i, I slept in a little bit longer than i would have liked to but uh those of you that that are uh watching the podcast what do you guys think about the new glasses I'm pretty excited. I, I waited a, a very long time. I think it was like been four or five years since I've had a new pair of glasses. So I'm pretty excited about that. So, uh, yeah, and, and we'll just, you know, I, I, I think with the, the, the beginning message of the show, we're going to skip some of the housekeeping things that we normally talk about. Other than, of course, you can find me on Spotify now at Death by Tyranny. Rumble is the same as well. And then at Twitter, death by underscore tyranny. Although I'm not sure how long we'll be on that platform. Same goes for YouTube. It's death by tyranny podcast over there as well. And with that said, there's a lot going on that nobody is talking about. As far as the federal government goes, as far as America goes, as far as the inflation rates. Like, I have so many notes written down that I'm afraid to get into it because each thing is so different and a little bit worse than the one before that I'm not sure which one to go with. But I, I, I think, you know, we can, we can definitely say that the, the trend with the podcast is we have to get back to self-sacrifice. We have to get back to a society where we can just do good for our communities, for our families, and for our country. This is a, it's a trickle-down system here. You know, it starts in the home, and once you learn to have some of that self-sacrifice in the home and, and to do better for your family, 
that will start to turn itself outward into the community and work its way into the government. And I think we've lost sight of that. And I don't know if it's because the progressives and the leftists have so much power or if it's because some of the conservatives are on this libertarian kick. And I was listening to a couple of things today, and one of the the most important things I think I heard all day today is that the libertarian movement and the libertarian idea, it's kind of dead. Now, let me explain. Let me explain before I get flamed by all the libertarians that may be listening or watching this, okay? Just hold your horses for a second. This is what I'm talking about. We're not saying your libertarian ideas are are all bullshit. We're we're not saying that. And in a lot of cases, there are a lot of overlap with libertarians and conservatives. However, the libertarian ideas that overlap with the conservatives kind of take off the bumper uh, rails. You know, like if you were to go bowling and you have the bumper rails... That, that's conservatives. You, you have a path that you should walk to keep things, you know, law and order and for a society to be polite. But libertarianism is that same path, but you take off the bumper rails. And, and when you do that, you're bound to go in the gutter and you have to be very careful. And the reason why the libertarian ideas will never work, even as good as they sound, is because you have to assume that everybody is good and this is just not the case if any if we've learned anything in 2020 2021 is not everybody is good not everybody is born with Jesus Christ in their heart not everybody is born to have self self sacrifice to do what's best for the man next to them that just isn't the case it never will be so it's really hard to get these libertarian ideas and to put them into place and for them to, to go forward for a long amount of time. Now, if we did like a libertarian week or something like this, it could possibly work out. It would, it would be a fun week maybe. Maybe we could all party. Oh, that's right. That was called Woodstock. Anyways... Without this per- perfect idea of society and without everybody being good, the libertarian ideas just do not work. You have to have some kind of authoritarian figure there to kind of take control and to put people in their place when they need to be put in their place. You have to have somebody that decides if everybody wants this law on this side of the country and everybody wants this law on this side of the country which one of those laws we're going to go with. And I, I'm sure there are some some great libertarian authors and idealists that have somewhat of a general idea of how to do this. It just it wouldn't work in practice. So I think going forward from 2021, we have to start pulling some of these libertarians that that claim to be in these conservative circles back onto our side. So I did want to talk about that. You have to remember to keep society out of the gutter. And, and libertarianism is, is just not the way. Now, in other parts of the country, actually in the White House in particular, 
we all see inflation. I know I do. There was a, a brief period of time where I started to save money, and it just doesn't last. You have to be extremely disciplined and not have a whole lot of responsibilities to, to save money. If you're a, a single chad out there uh, and you can avoid living the lifestyle, then sure, you can probably save some money. But, but the family men out there that have, you know, multiple children and wives to take care of, this is extremely difficult. And they've made it this way over time on purpose. This way that they can take the mother out of the home, the mother has to work. And even then, it's difficult to save money. And now with the inflation at an all-time high, extremely high, and it's not done. It's going to continue to go up. And the, the scary part about inflation is, is Joe Biden, the federal government, wh whoever you want to say is running the show, has no idea how to correct the inflation uh, hill that we're, we're currently going up. So what they've decided to do is, is they have met at the White House with members of the, the media and other highly influential characters to try to change the narrative about inflation. So just keep an eye out on your local news, your national level news. You're going to start to see things that blame some of the high prices on other things other than Joe Biden's poor leadership and inflation and a whole and it, it's just unfortunate. We, we should not be seeing this kind of inflation going into the biggest spending season of the year. This should be a time where prices are extremely low. You have companies that are heavily discounting things that they're not going to be bringing back next year. This isn't the case this year. In most cases, they can't keep anything in stock long enough because of the supply chain disruption to even discount these things. Look at Xboxes, PS5s, anything really with a computer chip in it. These things have doubled over price, and, and they're not brand new. These aren't top-of-the-line 2021 game consoles, and in some cases, these are 2019 vehicles. And you are still seeing the price increase like we've never seen before. I, I don't know how many people I've talked to about the housing market and the house uh, prices going up to the point where you, you would almost be stupid not to sell your home. Because I think we all know at some point the bubble's going to pop. And if you can make 2x on your house right now, why wouldn't you sell? Well, hopefully you have some self-sacrifice in you, and you can see the game that these globalists are playing. They want you to sell their house, or, or your house, I should say, because they can afford the 2x prices. Because if they buy that property, and then they rent it out for the next 100 years, their profit is going to be incredibly high. In fact, in most cases, you are seeing rent almost double what a house payment would be. And in this day and age, 
you'd almost be stupid not to be buying a home other than renting. And this ties into, I believe, inflation and just the, the, the prices continuing to go up. I think it's all part of the, the globalist plan to preach socialism and this, you know, the government controls every aspect of your life. To really sell that to the American people is going to be hard to do. But if you can make it unobtainable, if you can make it unaffordable, well, then the American people don't have much choice. And you can say that this is a stretch for me to say things like this, but we know there are other aspects of our life that they are trying to take control of and force it down our throat. So would it be that far of a reach to say that they want to buy all the houses up and to to rent it to us to the point where every member in the household has to be one of these cogs in the machine so we can afford to even have a roof over our head? I, I really don't think so. And right before I got on here, I was listening to a story about China and Russia teaming up to kind of figure out a currency between the great two nations to kind of cut out America. And to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to knock them for it. This is an incredibly great idea for China and Russia. It's a horrible thing for America and the American government. I don't know that it's a horrible thing for the American people. And I know there's a lot of boomer conservatives out there that want to say, hold on. You're telling me that China and Russia is trying to come together and put put out some kind of currency so that the United States no longer is the currency of the land. And, and that's supposed to be a good thing for America. Well, it depends on what you mean by America. If you mean by the American people, yes, this could be a good thing. Let me explain. Right now, if you look at China, you look at Russia, they are very nationalist countries. They both do allow for some immigration, but nowhere near enough to affect the general population of those two countries. Russia will continue to look like Russia for the next 50 years. China will continue to look like China for the next 50 years. This is an idea. This is a game plan of great leaders. America does not have that anymore. We do not have an American leader that is looking at America and saying, how can I make America the greatest country in the world last for another 50 years? Instead, what we have is an asshole president, a tyrannical party that is saying in the next 50 years, the United States will look nothing like it has ever looked before. White Christians being the majority of this country will be no more. They will be the minority. And this is a good thing. No, it's not. It is not a good thing. And this is the main story I was going to talk about originally. So I guess since we've made it this far, I'll go ahead and get into it. 
Why is white people being the majority 50 years from now a bad thing? And keep in mind, there are people in the GOP, Republican congressmen and other Republican politicians that agree in 50 years, America will no longer be a white Christian country. Well, this is bad for multiple reasons. If it's not a white Christian country with white Christian uh, morality and ideals, what will it be? Will it be this gay, purple hair, do whatever you want, shooting up heroin in the streets, shitting on the sidewalk? Is this the lifestyle that we are going to go forward with in America? Is this what America is doomed to look like in the next 50 years? China knows what China wants to be. That's why it was able to make a plan to continue looking the same for the next 50 to 100 years. Same with Russia. And for, for what it's worth is totalitarian or authoritarian, as you might like to say, those leaders of those countries are. They care more about their countries than our president does. Because they are willing to keep the identity of their country. They are willing to do whatever it takes to make their country survive and their country be the best. While America has a leader that is spending more money than we have, almost double, not giving two shits about the identity of the country, and in fact, promoting and enacting any and everything he can to destroy the identity of the country. That, that's just one, one of the reasons why white people not being a majority in 50 years is a bad thing. Now, the other one is a little bipartisan, so I'm sure there will be some minorities that have counter-arguments to this, but for the white people out there, at least the ones that don't hate themselves for being white or have any of this retarded-ass white guilt in them, Think about it. For the last 20, 30 years, what have you heard from minorities? Have you heard any good things about the way they have to live, their lifestyle? Have you, have you heard them say that they are so glad that they live in America because they're given so many opportunities and because the cops are so friendly to them because the regime that came before Biden was was did everything they possibly could for the minorities, whether that was or wasn't the case. Have, have you heard BLM talk about any of these things? No, you haven't. So why are white people supposed to hear that we are no longer going to be the majority of the country, we will be a minority, and we are just supposed to sit on our asses, sit on our hands, and accept that? We, we are supposed to be stuffed into the inner city, shooting at each other, depending on how fast we can run out of Coach and Prada to feed our families, because this is what minorities do. This is how we're supposed to get used to living our lives. And I'll tell you another thing. When white people are minorities, 
don't expect any of the good things about being minorities because they are still going to use our whiteness against us. There is not going to be any college fund that send only white people to school. If there's a pandemic, there's not going to be financial resources only for white people when we're a minority. When there's a health crisis, white people being a minority in 50 years will not get moved to the front of the line. Maybe two, 300 years from now, when we're almost extinct, but in the next 50 years, we will not only suffer from the bad things about being a minority, but we will still be punished for being white and what our ancestors did. And there will be no history books to look back on and say, well, I, I didn't even do none of this. None of this is my fault. In fact, I spent my entire life trying to help minority communities. None of that is going to matter. You are going to be the scum of the United States. And in some ways, white, straight, Christian males are the scum of the United States to most cultures here. So I would love to hear in any any world view how white people being a minority in 50 years is a good thing. And this is my number one pet peeve with conservatives now. They are too concerned about what's going on in Israel. They are too concerned on bringing more voters because they are willing to accept the fact that minorities will be white people. So, so they have to go find voters elsewhere. They have to go find voters in, in the minority communities. They have to go find voters in the LGBTQ communities, not in the white communities. Can I ask you something? How the fuck is this being conservative? If we are not willing to conserve our identity, our history, our legacy, then what the fuck are we conserving? We're not conserving anything. We are just supposed to take our lumps, accept it, like it, and move on and become that minority. And like I said, we, we will not reap any of the benefits of being a minority once that has already happened. And if, if you think that, that white people aren't afraid of this, if you think that white people don't see this, take a look at California. Take a look at California's population and how many white people, white conservative people, have left California. Idaho has seen a 12% increase in population, white population. Do you know what this is called? It's called white flight. And I've spoke about this before. And no matter who you talk to when it comes to politics that is in the federal government, they will tell you that this does not exist. This is a class thing. This is not a class thing. This is white people running for their lives. 
So we are, are the minority still, but somehow little pockets of these anti-white narratives are scaring white people to the point where they are fleeing their country, or, or I'm sorry, their states. 18% of the white people have left out of California. And, and this might not seem like a big deal if we were talking about over the last 20, 30 years. This is over the last year, year and a half. So when it comes to white people being a minority in California, it's probably going to happen a lot quicker than 50 years. And like I said, I would love to hear any fucking minority come on here and tell me how white people being a minority is good for white people. Not how it's good for minorities now, but how white people being a minority is good for white people because they cannot. You know why they can't? Because if they were to say minorities being white or whites becoming minorities... It would be good for whites because every single thing out of their mouth would be a fucking lie. And if what comes out of their mouth isn't a lie, what's coming out of their mouth right now? Every word BLM is speaking right now is a lie. It cannot be both. If things are so bad for minorities right now, then there is no way in hell white people being minorities is good for them. This is something we should not only strive to conserve. This is something we should be removing people from the GOP out of if they cannot get on board. If any GOP member comes out and says white people will be the minority in 50 years, gone. Get somebody else in there that wants to preserve the identity of this country. Same thing goes with being America first. If the way you see the country moving forward benefits another country more than the United States, gone. And that's not just for the GOP. That should be for anybody running for public office. When they, build, when they write a tremendous infrastructure bill and it benefits China more than it does the United States, gone that there's no way anybody that should be putting other countries first should be in the white house right now and I, I i just got done explaining to you china russia they're not doing this they're not writing infrastructure bills that benefit the united states in fact china and russia have teamed up to exclude the United States because they're done with the United States because they see the people in power in America don't know what the fuck they are doing. They see when America invades places like Afghanistan, they try to change the culture. They try to nation build and they put gay ass rainbow flags on the top of the embassy. China and Russia does not want this bullshit. China is banning men that are feminine off of their platforms, off of television. They want to keep their identity. 
They like their nation the way it is. Why do you think the Taliban fought so hard to get the American regime out of Afghanistan? Because they didn't want those gay-ass rainbow flags hanging on embassies. And you can argue until your face is purple that this is good for, what, a half a percent of the gay population that lives in Afghanistan? Well, it wasn't good for the other 99.5% of the Afghanistan population. The rainbow flag to the rest of the world is a sign of America destroying their culture. They do not want it. And they will fight and defend it at all cost. And what are we doing in the United States? We're shoving it down our children's throats. Along with white guilt and white displacement. So let me hear again how in America whites are going to be the majority or the minority in 50 years. This should be an idea that we are willing to die to fight against. And to be honest, I don't know what the uh, second topic is. I know I kind of went on a little rant there. But, but and the, it, when it comes to the pandemic, you have to understand that whether it's real, whether it isn't, whether they're going to force us to be vaccinated, whether they won't, is irrelevant. The pandemic has been a way for the deep state, the American regime, the Israeli influence to destroy so much of what this country was built on. 30 to 40 percent less people are going to church. You're talking about a nation that was built on Christianity. How are we supposed to pick up the rubble of the United States after the Biden administration and rebuild our country without Christ? We can't. Whether you're atheist, Jewish, to say that we can rebuild the United States into the greatness as it once was without Christianity, without those 30-40% of people going back to church and accepting Jesus back into their lives, to say that that's possible without Jesus Christ, it, it, there's no way. It won't happen. Now, this is a whole different argument. I'm sure we can say, you know, we, we might be able to salvage something of a country without the church, without Christ, without Christians, but it will not be what America once was. It will not be the beacon of hope that all these immigrants cling to airplanes to come to. It will be something different. It will be something like Portland. It will be something like Los Angeles. I don't know if you've seen any footage from those places recently, but I wouldn't let my children a hundred feet near a neighborhood that looked like those places. So, I know this is a kind of black-pilling episode, and, and that's kind of why I wanted to start out with making sure that if you know anybody in your life that is, you know, maybe quiet or seems tremendously happy 
or might have just had something negative happen to them uh, and, and going into the holiday season, that you make sure that they're okay. You know, call them once a day. Because not only are people having depression at an all-time high, not only that, not only are they under so much pressure from the federal government, uh, federal government, and going into Christmas, now they, they feel all this pressure from the holidays and Christmas to provide for their family and make sure, you know, everybody else has a wonderful time. But they, they also have to have in the back of their head, if they have white children 50 years from now, they're going to be a minority. And I, I just, I don't know how to get it through everybody's head. When white people become that minority, it is not going to look like minorities do now. It's going to look something like it did for African Americans 67 years, uh, 70 years ago, if not worse. And this is why I've always said that the other side, minorities, Democrats, their definition of equality is something different. There's something of a uh, definition of equality looks a little bit more like revenge. And I didn't have to do a whole lot of deep thinking to start to see things like this. It's already happening. There's a couple of things that, that are going on in the political content creator atmosphere. There was two very popular content creators that were banned from Twitch over the last couple of days. Two white content creators. And the reason why I say I, I bring up their race in general is because if they were a minority, if they were black, and they said what they said, they, they wouldn't have got banned. And we know this because there are Twitter spaces where black people and BLM are talking about white genocide. And they still have their Twitter accounts. But these two, and I won't name them, there's plenty of people covering this story, so we're only going to briefly touch on it. But these are two of some of the biggest leftist, progressive, uh, pro-socialist content creators on any platforms, YouTube, Twitch, whatever. Well, they got banned for using the word cracker. Yes, that's right. Well, one of them, let me back up a little bit. One of them got banned because they're moderators in chat and then the content creator defending his moderators were banned for using the word cracker. Well, he, he went on to another platform that he was not banned on to defend his use of the word, saying cracker is not a slur. That is not something you can use to attack somebody's ethnicity. It, it's just not a racial slur. And to be banned for using the word cracker is ridiculous. Now, I would tend to agree. Absolutely. This is one of those cases where libertarians and, and the conservative views overlap a little bit. 
when it comes to freedom of speech. But it differs. And I'm going get, to get to that in one second. Whereas I would say, being a conservative, they should have not been banned for using the slur cracker. I would have followed it up with, they should have not been banned for using any slur. That we have a First Amendment, and if you do not like the language that a content creator is using, then go watch somebody else. But, since all of the conservatives have been banned from Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter, I'm not going to pick up my sword and shield and go battle for these content creators that got kicked off the platform for using the word cracker. I'm going to cheer it on. I'm going to say, you brought this on yourself, you stupid fuck. What did you think this was going to end up as? Did you think that platforms were going to be able to continue to ban people for saying that we shield Israel, for using the F slur towards gay people, uh, for talking bad about minorities? Did you think they were only going to ban people for that? Or at some point, were they going to run out of people to ban and then attack their own and go after the people that used slurs against white people? At some point, they, somebody was going to step in and say, hey, if you're going to ban these people, you got to ban these people. And that's where we are. So they deserved every bit of getting banned. The, the two negatives to this scenario is, is, for one, I've already heard talks of these people getting their platforms back, which we knew was going to happen because they fly the rainbow flag. But not only that, but because they weren't minorities. Like I said, Twitch would have had no problem with these people using the word cracker, being the content creators, bringing in that many eyeballs to their platform if they were minorities. But they seen an opportunity to say, hey, we can ban these people for a week, you know, stir up a little ruckus, and then we'll have something to point at to say, look, we ban people that are racist against white people too. It's, it's a controlled opposition is what that is. And where the conservatives and the libertarians disagree, and maybe even some conservatives to conservatives disagree is, I will not go to the defense of these people. They deserve to be banned. Where were they when all the conservatives were getting kicked off the platforms for, for free speech? They weren't there. Not only were they not there to say, hey, I disagree with you, but I will fight for your right to say it. Not only were they there not saying that, but I think more conservatives and libertarians have to get it in their head that these people not only dislike you, they not only disagree with you, they are cheering on for you to be the minority in 50 years. Now, for optic reasons, they can't go out cutting white people's heads off, but if they could, I promise you they would. These people want you dead. There is no reason to go to battle for these people. 
whether you think why they were, were banned was wrong or not. They will never come to the defense of you. And we have to start looking at things like this. It, it has been one too many times where I have told people in my family about other people that I know. Those people are not only progressives, uh, progressives, those people are not only Democrats, but those people are the enemies. And if you do not look at them like the enemies, they are going to win. And then their response is usually something like, oh, we should be more Christian than that. We should love everyone. We should defend their right to say whatever they need to say, uh, even if we disagree. Well, this is the problem with libertarians. The other side doesn't think like that. They're not going to defend our right to say what we want to say, even if they disagree with it. And in a lot of cases, not only do they see us as the enemy, they are actively pushing legislation, uh, legislation to make our religions illegal and making it illegal for us to say things that we believe in. But they are cheering on illegal immigration. <clears throat> and they, they use the shade of we care about these people. Everybody should be allowed to come into America. It's a, it's a great country. What, everybody wants to come to America. It's amazing. And we should let every single person that wants to come to America come in. This is not the reason why they want illegal immigrants here. If that was the case, they wouldn't be fighting so hard for their right to vote. They want them here to displace you. I, I want you to take a trip down memory lane with me. And normally I don't try to do callbacks to where Zoomers and Alphas can't really remember this, but I remember it like it was yesterday. I believe most of us did or do. Do you know where you were at when 9-11 happened? Do you remember how 9-11 made you feel? How angry you were the day after? And then what, what followed that? It Well, what followed that was a little bit of unity, but a lot more anti-Muslim narrative. Uh, you, had, you had more people looking at Muslims a different way. Okay, stop right there. Remember what that felt like. Remember how it felt, you felt, towards Muslims and your increased heightened security around them or when you were on plane sitting next to one. And I'm not trying to be funny or racist. and That's not where I'm going with this. Just remember all of that. Well, for the last year and a half, BLM has told the rest of the United States and the Democrats and the progressives have agreed with them and helped them say white straight males, white people in general, have been destroying our communities, our culture, White cops are hunting down young black men in the middle of the street. George Floyd, need I say more? And they have raised all of these um, events 
and then they 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 start to compare things to 9/11. Look at all these white Trump supporters going into the Capitol. This is much worse than 9/11 because it threatens our democracy. What do you think they're trying to do with that narrative? What do you think BLM is trying to do every single time they tell you you should feel white guilt? They're trying to manipulate some of these more naive white women, most of the Jews, all of the other minorities. They're trying to convince them that white people are the enemy. They are trying to convince them that what is best for America is to displace the majority white population. So, do not go to bat for these people. I don't, I don't care about their rights. They are our enemies. They, they wish nothing shy of death for you and your children. Being the better person here, <clears throat> being the better person here is not going to win you any fucking sympathy trophies. It's going to speed up the process of everything you fear. Every single white person that moved out of California into Idaho into Texas, everything they made that move for, you going to defense of people like these content creators is only going to speed that process up coming to Idaho and to Texas. We are running out of places to run. We shouldn't be running at all. But we have to. Because instead of saying that these people are our enemies, we have too many fucking libertarians saying it's okay. We got to fight for their rights just as much as our rights. Well, they're using their rights to fucking kill us. They're using their rights to get rid of our rights. They're using their voice to shut out our voice. There is no perfect world. America is not a perfect country. And your perfect libertarian ideals are not going to fucking work anymore. They never did. Get this shit out of your head. It's time to start fighting back. That does not mean we have to fight violently, but it starts with recognizing who the enemy is. And if you refuse to see who the enemy is, then get the fuck out of our way. Stop standing in front of us saying you're a libertarian conservative and we need to protect everybody's rights. You're slowing us down. Step aside. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're going to be one of these people that moved from California to Idaho that now has to move from Idaho to the fucking boonies. Because you refused to see who the enemy was. You stood up and defended the rights of your enemies. Have you ever seen China stand up and defend the rights of their enemies? No. 
And that's why China still looks like China did 20 years ago. That's why China is going to look like China 30 years from now. That's why Russia still looks like Russia and will continue to look like Russia. We are the only fucking country dumb enough to be cheering on our own genocide. And it has to stop. And as much as I like a lot of libertarians, as much as the crossover from the libertarians and conservatives, those are great ideas. They're holding us back too much. We have to separate ourselves from them as well. They can sit on the fence and wait to, dis- to see who wins this fight. But they're not helping fight on either side. And I don't even think libertarians can deny that, that uh, a fact. Because that's almost pretty much what libertarianism is. We're going to sit on the sidelines and let everybody do whatever the fuck they want to do. <clears throat> and whoever, whoever wins... They will, they will come suck them off on the, the uh, what's that called? The, the podium there. Libertarians will be the first ones on their knees to suck off whoever wins this uh, fight for, for who controls America here on forward. If there is even America to win. But the people in power in America have officially pissed off the rest of the world leaders to the point where they don't really want anything to do with them. This is why the idea of the UN and all this will protect you if you, you know, jerk us off under the table or whatever other countries supposedly do for us, which isn't shit in the grand scheme of things. This is why that's a bad idea. Yeah, Australia's mad at us. Israel's mad at us now because we're fucking talk to I- talking to Iran about nukes or whatever it is. You know, uh, China's mad at us because we're not giving them enough money in the infrastructure bill. Russia's mad at us. Uh, oh, hit the mic there. Uh, everybody's mad at us. And... You can say what you want about Trump, okay? I'm not saying that he was the greatest peacemaker to ever be, even though he brought a lot of peace to the Middle East. Do you, do you know what brings on peace? This is another thing we really have to kind of, do you know where you got to just go up and tap somebody on their forehead because they're not fucking listening? This is another thing we got to talk to libertarians about. The reason why there was peace in the Middle East when Trump was in office, the reason why you didn't have Russia teaming up with China when Trump was in office, the reason why uh, China wasn't steadily about to fucking take over Taiwan and Russia, well, I can't say that about Russia. Russia's been working on Ukraine for a while. But the reason why things were more peaceful when Trump was in office was fear. It was because there was a leader It was because they looked at Trump as an authoritarian that had a purpose to keep law and order in the world. That is not a libertarian idea. You guys have to understand that. If Trump would have got into office and he would have been a libertarian and just said, do whatever you guys need to do. None of us would probably be here because all of us have nukes pointed at each other. We're just waiting for that one, you know, kid to go knock over the other one's milk. 
and I, I know Biden isn't a libertarian either, but he's very weak, and he does not put fear, he does not put law and order into the world. And China sees this, and Russia sees this, and they don't like what they see when it comes to America. They don't want rainbow flags hanging from their embassies. They don't want their, their soldiers, the next warfighting generation. They don't want their men, or, or I'm sorry, their boys to grow up to be men that put on wigs and cut their dicks off. That's not what China wants. That's not what Russia wants. But guess what? That's what America wants. So, I mean, you can't really hold it against China to say that they're, they're doing what's in China's best interest. They are doing what's in China's best interest. They're making sure that their next generation of warfighters grows up to be warfighters. They're making sure that the way China looks continues to look that way. They're making sure that the people that built China continue to look like the people who built China. So, and I know this is kind of uh, ironic coming out of somebody that's America first mouth, but you have to understand there's a huge difference between America, the American people, and America, the American regime that's in power right now. And I don't think this is hard to distinguish the, the two from. Look at our, our generals in the military. Look at this weird, mentally ill person that is supposed to be in control of all the, the, the health and safety aspects of our military. Can you tell if she's a man or a woman or it, he or what, whatever the fuck it is? What do you think she goes into her office every day? Do you think he, she, whatever? Do you think she sits down and goes, what can I do to keep my soldiers safe in foreign lands against diseases that we've never seen before? Do you, do you think that it thinks that when it sits down at its desk in the morning? Absolutely not. Because there's too much identity and, and she is too personal to be in that position. What she thinks about when she sits in that chair in the morning is, how can I make more people look like me? How can I get more people that have my mental illness in power? How can I force this upon the youth of America? So 20 years from now, they all look like me. So then I'm not the freak. We're all freaks, which in turn makes it normal. That is what that stupid fucking weirdo thinks about. Not the safety of our soldiers, not the safety of the United States. Do not get it twisted. Like I said, these people don't give a fuck about our rights. They will never stand up to defend us, whether they would want it done to them or not. They are our enemies, and you have to get that through your fucking head. Or, or we've lost before we've even began to fight. That's just the reality of it. All right, I, I totally lost, tra uh, lost track of uh, time here, guys. I got to go 
get my son on the bus. I appreciate you guys stopping by. Again, like I said, just make sure that you are keeping a close eye on friends, especially the ones that live alone or might be going through some hardships in their life. You know, it's hard for all of us. Not all of us deal with it in the same way. Uh, just, just make sure you're picking up the phone. Make sure you know that the, the people you care about know that you love them. I've said this before. The last thing that you say to somebody that you love when they leave should be, I love you. You should mean it every single time. And uh, just take care of one another. Uh, we, we got too many people against us to fight each other. All right. With that, you guys stay safe. Stay prepared. God bless you guys. America first. Peace, y'all. Oh.
Make me feel alive! 